Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. We are about halfway through October now. I swear October goes faster than any other month. Like, yeah, it's not fair. There's got to be some science around that. It doesn't make any sense to me. And it's very frustrating because it's the best month. So mm-hmm. I don't know why it goes by so fast, but I hate it. Yeah, you can and slow that's down. My rant that would be fine. um we obviously always do a lot of content for october because it is our favorite and that's typically the kinds of books i like to read anyway um so for this episode we did psychological thrillers we try not to do like all psychological thrillers even though if i had a choice that's literally all i would ever read i was gonna say we literally could have just changed the entire pod and that could be we honestly could have just made it psychological thriller pod but like this the whole point was to branch out like (laughs) and i think we're killing it yeah it would have been too easy it really would have also like at a certain point like they're kind of all the same Mm -hmm. i mean like it's the same like outline (laughs) it's too easy to figure out what's going on right so while i'm glad that we don't always do psychological thrillers i'm stoked to actually get to do one because i feel like it's been a while like yeah. I don't really read much outside of the podcast. I know, I know that you do more than I do. I just get busy, man. Mm-hmm. Well, then I get stuck because so I'll start reading something else, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh shoot, I never finished." Yeah. So I've been crocheting a lot too. So like a lot of my psychological thrillers are like physical books that I already own that I need to read through, mm. but I can't crochet and physically read at the same time. Yeah, I'm not that skilled. And then I can't justify using my Audible credit for that because I need to use it for pod stuff. So I end up in this like weird cycle. <laughs> Anyways, so for my psychological thriller, um, I did Insomnia by Sarah Pinborough. I don't know if you read or watched the show Behind Her Eyes. That sounds that familiar. I don't think I ever saw it, though. Well, it was really good. Um, unexpected. I would say that this particular uh author has kind of a like a like a theme i guess like obviously psychological thriller is like the genre that she tends to write in but mm-hmm. the way things kind of unfold i was like waiting for something like different to happen like uh, you haven't seen behind her eyes but like the whole thing there is like she's i'm like trying to remember i think she's like um I'm, like what's the word astral projecting So, like, it's unexpected. Like, there's some, like, weird, like, supernatural element to it. Mm -hmm. So, stuff does happen in this one, and it's spooky for Sherzies, like, fits the spooky boxes, and is a psychological thriller. So, what this book is about is the main character, Emma, is approaching her 40th birthday. Her mom, on the eve of her 40th birthday, went crazy, basically, and has spent the last 35 years in a psychiatric unit for like the criminally insane essentially (laughs) yeah it's not a secret none of this is like they tell you pretty much early at the beginning like why she's worried about her 40th birthday like she's a very successful lawyer she hasn't had any signs of like the madness that she talks about like but i guess growing up her mom talked about like you're gonna be like crazy like me like she remembers she was only like five when this happened so that's what i'm saying it's like 35 years so she doesn't really remember her mom like before becoming like this crazy lady like Mm -hmm. and so it makes sense that like as your 40th birthday approaches like you start to worry especially when your mom told you when you were young that like she felt like you were like her yeah so her 40th birthday starts to approach and she starts going through these like bouts of insomnia where she's like very sure that like something is wrong someone's coming after her family she's 
successful lawyer who works um, in divorce. So like she mostly does family law. She's got a husband who stays at home with their two kids. Um, the youngest kid is like five or six. And then the eldest is like 17. So oh. pretty big age gap there. But he's a stay-at-home parent and like he kind of resents her. So she's got some like family stuff going on. So like there are definitely reasons to be stressed, right? Like she's got a high stress job. She's got this like big milestone birthday coming up. Her husband is wanting to like blow all of his savings on a bar because their daughter was like, well, I don't really want to go to college for a year. He's like, oh, perfect. Then I'll indulge my interests in buying this bar. And she's like, why? <laughs> um, so she's got a lot going on. So it's like understandable. Like insomnia is something that like I've dealt with for sure. Like it's a pretty normal thing to happen. During her insomnia, though, she finds herself like repeating some of the patterns that her mom did. And so she's like, okay, like maybe I do have the crazy, like maybe I'm really going to be repeating this pattern. And around the same time, so before her 40th birthday, I think it this like whole thing takes place like a week-ish before her 40th birthday, maybe two up to like a week after-ish, mm-hmm. somewhere in that that range. Oh, wow. So it's like very short time frame that this all occurs. Um, but around the time that her insomnia starts, she gets a call from her sister who she hasn't seen in a really long time. It's her older sister. So her older sister does remember like a lot more about her mom. And like one of the incidents that occurred on her mom's 40th is that she tried to smother the sister like with a pillow. Mm. So like, that's pretty freaky. Like, of course she went to a hospital for the criminally insane. She had to murder her own child. Yep. That makes sense. So she gets a call from her sister right after the insomnia starts. And she's like, Hey, Mom's in the hospital because she decided to just start, like, hitting her head against a mirror. So she, like, lost it a little bit because, like, Emma hasn't heard from, like, her sister in, a le- like, a long time. She doesn't live anywhere near her. Her sister's already passed her 40th birthday and didn't have, like, that, like, maybe I'm crazy thing going on that Emma does. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also never told her family, like, her husband and kids, that the mom is alive. She just said that oh. she died. So... She's like, no, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I don't want this coming into my life. Like, to me, she is dead. I haven't seen her since that incident occurred, and I don't want to see her. Mm -hmm. From what Emma understands, her mom is, like, completely catatonic, like, has no ability to communicate, basically comatose. Like, so for her to get this call, especially right now, like... Yes, it's really like disruptive flips. for her life. Mm-hmm. Understandably. <laughs> and it like stokes those fears too, right? Where it's like, why is that happening? Um, but like I said, she is starting to exhibit some of the same behaviors that her mom was. Like her mom had this like series of numbers that she would repeat and she would like carve them into the wall. And Emma would find herself like losing chunks of time. And then like she thought she had like cleared the family's like chalkboard of like all their schedule or whatever for the week because it's a new week. And she'd just scroll that number over and over again. But she would be like, I just made this tea. Why is it cold? Because it's been two hours. So like, it's super weird insomnia, right? Like I know insomnia makes people do weird things and like hallucinations are totally normal. And like losing chunks of time is totally normal because like your brain will start to micro nap and that kind of stuff. But like, Mm -hmm. that's very strange. So for her mom to kind of come back into her life at the same time, she's like kind of curious. She's like, maybe I do want to see her. Like maybe I'll feel some closure or like feel differently. So at one point she does go to see her because they like really think she's going to die. Um, and then she does die. And the police think that maybe Emma killed her. Oh. Because like she says that she left, but they couldn't prove that she left. And so there's all this like strife basically going on in her life where she's trying to hide 
like some of that past from her current family, trying to keep her sister away from her family because she doesn't want her to tell them because she thinks her sister's like jealous of her. But like at the same time, it's like, okay, is she paranoid because of the insomnia or is someone really out to get her? Like she really feels like her family's unsafe, Mm. Um, but she can't figure out what is real and what's not. Like she starts taking sleeping meds, but they don't work. Like she literally will still be awake. So she gets like prescription meds too. And it doesn't work. Like she's still awake. So she starts like falling into like drinking and then taking her sleeping pills because that's also what her mom did. So like it freaks her out that she sees herself going down this path, but she also doesn't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do? Um, She has one friend in this that like is an unexpected friend. So she really thought that this like, client's ex-wife was maybe like doing stuff because like somebody carved like on the side of her car like you bitch or whatever so she thought Mm -hmm. that like maybe some of this paranoia is coming from like a client's ex-wife maybe because like she had a current like really big case that just happened that was like she ended up like taking custody from this lady and she'd met this lady in, in public a few times and she was like drunk and yelling at her so she thought like maybe that's what's happening here maybe she's the one who's like slashed my tires and like did all these other things Um, but at one point they do like meet up because the lady's like, I'm sober now and I feel really bad. Like, so she does like want to hear her out because she's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. And the lady was like, well, it could be both. Like, why can't it be both? Like, why can't you be crazy and somebody's after you? Yeah. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they aren't after you. Exactly. And like, I thought that was really interesting. Like, I like that, like train of thought, like you can be both. Oh, that's literally a, like a saying, like, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they aren't out, out to get you. Like, that's like a yeah. saying. So, yeah. Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. like, especially considering she had been like really spiraling. I felt like that conversation where she got to like have somebody kind of validate, like, why isn't it both mm-hmm. um, was really interesting for the character. But this was a really fun read that, wow, spiraled. And <laughs> it took me a while to figure out what was really going on here i did start to suspect some people of like maybe maybe they are doing something to her and it's like nope that was definitely paranoia so like even as a reader it's hard to figure out like what's what Mm -hmm. and i think that that's something that this author does really well because with behind her eyes it was very similar where it's like you didn't know she was astral projecting or like all this other weird supernaturally stuff was potentially happening and so like the way that this author kind of like takes this like normal thing like insomnia and then like turns it into something like very interesting and unique it was really cool like i don't know it was a great ride i i listened to it i listened to this one and i did it in like a couple of days because it was really good i was like i need to know what happens <laughs> yeah i got to keep listening yeah this is like a 5 out of 5 i really like this author i'll definitely pretty much read anything that she does so okay i'll have to check her out yeah mine is like on the similar kind of thing but it's like how what we were saying that like most psychological thrillers kind of follow the same like general thing you know what i mean um so i read the surrogate mother by frida mcfadden um she has i've read one other book by her i think it was like more of like a short story and i hated it it was horrible um and so i kind of honestly blocked it from my memory and then i was like oh this must be my first one from this author and i went i looked and nope it wasn't um so this author has like a lot of mixed reviews either people are like absolutely love her and are completely obsessed or cannot stand her and think that like her character development is really bad so interesting to go either way um trigger warning on my entire part of the episode and the entire book um infertility issues like 
Mm-hmm. That's that's what the entire book is about. Which I mean, my sur- the surrogate mother kind of also get an idea of that. So, yeah, our main character Abby, she works in marketing, um, and she's like doing pretty dang good for herself. Her husband Sam is a professor, um, a math professor at like the college in the town or whatever, and he's like very attractive and like they've had like like students like female students are constantly like falling in love with him basically and like calling their house like oh it's dr adler there excessive yeah it's like and yeah and the whole time abby's always kind of been like okay like yeah that's a bit too far haha like move it along kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um so they got married like i don't know probably like their mid-20s or something like that like they met in college um and like they were gonna have kids right away like sam for sure wants kids abby was kind of like on the fence um but then she started and she got this job as like the assistant to this gal uh denise who was also in marketing who was like her idol like she's like obsessed with this one not not in like a weird bad way or anything obsessed is maybe a little strong but like this is like her total like idol um denise has no kids and she's like very vocal of like having kids going to ruin your career like don't do it like you're a woman this is not gonna work um and Abby was like, yeah, okay, for sure. And then as they kind of got like older and like Sam, so Sam's a couple years older than Abby, um, you know, like he's like in his thirties and he like kind of starts pressuring her. Like, I really want to have kids. Like, let's do this. Why are we can't, not like a wire, like an ultimatum, why are we together? Let's get divorced and have kids. But definitely it's kind of like bringing it up more often, kind of putting the pressure on it a mm-hmm. little bit more. It's definitely a conversation um, you have earlier, but okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the thing with it, so Sam's dad died when Sam was like a teenager or something like that. Um, and because his dad had him like late in life. And so like Sam is terrified of being an old dad. Like he doesn't want his kid to have that same thing where like. That's fair. So yeah, so that's also kind of why he's like pushing it now versus sort of like waiting. And so I think Abby is probably like 29, 30 when she's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Like, I'm at like a good point in my career where like I'm confident that I could have a kid like take the time for the baby but then not also like lose my career and I think they decided that like Sam would ultimately be the one like staying home with the baby and she would go back to her career like kind of after that little maternity Mm -hmm. part Um, sounds ideal for her yeah like so it actually totally works out except for the fact that she can't get pregnant uh well they Mm -hmm. can't right starts it's a two-person job uh they can't do it they go get testing everything's fine with Sam it's her so obviously like that gets internalized that like she's at fault she's horrible he's perfect he's great right like that's of course you're gonna spiral and start thinking that um abby also really wants a newborn like she is very adamant that she wants a newborn she does not want an older child if, for if they're gonna go so they like say no yeah for adoptions yeah. out yeah so they decide they're gonna adopt they like they discuss the idea of a surrogate and then like kind of immediately we're like uh no like we don't want to that seems weird like they don't have anybody either who could like she doesn't like have a sister he doesn't have a sister like so they'd basically be asking a total stranger um which i mean I pros think and cons yeah right like it, it could work but either way for whatever reason they said yeah no we're not going to do that so they go the adoption route um the book kicks off and the um so like the company that she's currently like doing this whole marketing project for is cuddles uh they sell diapers and so like she like knocks it out of the park and it's so great and then she like has to go to this baby shower and she's like super resentful because like 
they've been on baby showers for like all of these women in the office but never her all these things yeah when Um, you're dealing with infertility going to a baby shower is like literally the last thing you want to do yeah exactly so she'll like either like pop in for like a minute or two and be like oh i have a lot of work to do well she does have a lot of work she works long hours so it's not a lie but she definitely still kind of uses it as an excuse but now she's finally getting to attend one because they found a gal who is like a teen mom is going to give the baby like pick to them out of all of the you know couples who applied so they're going to get their newborn they're super excited so now she is at the um she gets to have her own baby shower finally this is i can't remember the exact timeline of like when but she finally is having her own except for like obviously she's not pregnant so it's like a little weird but it's fine everything's fine um i mean she'll still be a new mom with the newborns mm-hmm. so, like it makes sense like, yeah she just things. yeah she's just like it's feeling kind of weird about it but either way she's like trying to really enjoy it she's like being happy everything is great and then sam shows up which is kind of odd because she was like i thought he had like a class or something that he had to teach and that's why he couldn't come but like oh maybe he was able to like cancel it or i don't know um shows up and he's like hey can like i talk to you she's like wow what's going on like let's have fun and he's like yeah no let's go talk in your office she's like okay this is weird um thus yeah turns out that the mom has changed her mind and decided she doesn't want to put the baby up for adoption she's going to keep the baby because like her family's actually going to help and stuff and so newborn taken right like Uh, from their grasp that's like a really hard part of adoption too is like Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure it depends on the state's laws but it's up to like 48 hours after birth or something you can change Mm -hmm. your mind even if you have like contracts and stuff signed yeah exactly yeah so like it's total bummer for the two of them um they obviously are like very upset like abby is super upset as you would expect her to be and so uh they go home and they're like talking about it and like um sam has been also kind of trying to like convince abby to like go for an older child like you know like if we if they weren't so adamant on a newborn there are more options yeah um and like not necessarily like oh let's get a teenager or like a 12 year old like even like a four-year-old or something um and so they kind of go and like they have a discussion all night abby decides like yeah let's do it let's like upper age group or upper age limit because she agrees like because she wanted the first one to be a newborn and then like the second child that they adopted could be older and sam was like well why don't we do it the other way right we can get an older kid and then like the next one could maybe be a newborn if like we still really want that or something like that i get it like wanting that like newborn experience Mm -hmm. like it's a different relationship i'm sure yeah absolutely it it totally makes sense like their whole conversation like makes sense like i can see why like you know he really wants the kid like she really wants a newborn but they have decided together that they're gonna go and they like call the adoption people or whatever and are like hey yeah we're gonna do this older kid and so then um she goes to work the next day and all the presents from the baby shower are in her office because so her assistant is monica um she's like the perfect assistant so she had this like older gal gertie um who like fell down the stairs maybe was pushed down the stairs we don't we're not quite sure could she could have been pushed Hmm. right yeah um and she like broke her hip or something um and so she was out so monica filled in and then gertie decided she was going to take early retirement that like she didn't want to do this anymore which abby was kind of like she liked gertie but at the same time like she couldn't figure out how to fax even though she was probably alive when the fax machine was invented kind of a thing like gertie is an older gal here so monica is absolutely fantastic she's rocking it they kind of look similar to like they both have like long sleek black hair similar builds all these things um so monica's like oh 
I she's like, I didn't even think about it. Like, I didn't know where to put them, whatever. Um, and so she, like, works to get all the presents moved out of that office. She, like, brings her her coffee or her tea or whatever later. Um, and, like, the world's best mom mug, like, not even thinking about it. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, just, like, all kinds Ouch. of, like, and, like, Denise, who, so, like, her boss, Denise, who was the one who was, like, don't have kids, um, she was even being kind of, like, so you're going to take the full 12 weeks that's allotted to you for this adoption? Like, really? You're going to take the full 12? And she was, like, yeah, yeah. It, even though, like, in, like, the back of Abby's mind, like, she's been toying with the idea of eight weeks for the adoption of, like, mainly to make Denise happy, but, like, it's, and she hasn't voiced it to anybody. It's just, like, a thought that she's been having. Um, and so she was like, well, yeah. And so like when, like, I think before she leaves or maybe Denise emails her or calls her or something that night. And it's like, you can take a personal day tomorrow if you really need to. Like, or I think actually she's slightly more polite about it. I think it's like, yeah, take the take personal day. And Abby's like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm just going to sit and wallow in my sorrows. If I do that, like, I'd rather be at work doing things. And now she's like, that was a terrible idea. I, I would take the, the day. personal day for yeah. sure. Absolutely take the personal day. Like, don't go into work. Um, yeah. So she's struggling as one would um and i can't remember exactly how it gets like brought up but like monica's in there <clears throat> and is trying to like because at first she's like oh like i don't even want i won't i'm so sorry for even bringing it up and abby's like no like we can talk about it like it's okay um like treat me like a person kind of a thing like you don't need to walk on eggshells um and monica's like oh like did you guys ever think of like doing like surrogate blah 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 like kind of asking some invasive questions for your boss like don't really need to talk to your boss about this but whatever and like boss you don't necessarily need to talk to your assistant like you like your best friend works in the office like you could talk to her about it she probably already knows it all but either way um the conversation of surrogate comes up um and abby is like yeah no we decided against it like i don't have a sister he doesn't have a sister this that the other thing and then monica's like oh i could be your surrogate and abby's like that's wildly inappropriate you're my assistant no yeah, that'd be weird now and then monica's like no like really she's like one she was like because abby's also like you're just thinking this right now because like i'm sad and depressed whatever and monica's like honestly she's like i want to do something nice for you she's like but i also want to go back to grad school and grad school is really really expensive she's like so you could pay <laughs> you'd pay for my grad school and i would be your surrogate she was like we're each getting something that we both want that we're not gonna be able to get without the other one she was like there's no way that like I can go back she's like I'm already drowning in student loans like I don't want to take out even more loans for grad school like she has mm-hmm. this whole case about it and Abby I gets can on- see her point but oof. yeah and Abby gets on board right away she's like oh my god this is great she's like I'll talk she'll obviously have to talk to Sam about it it's like okay so she goes home and she's so excited and Sam's like oh yeah like I called the adoption folks and I told them and she's like oh my gosh no brilliant idea that we just had at work today and he was like, eh, we already ixnade surrogacy for like all these reasons. And I think she was, I think Abby was actually the one who was like really against it. Cause it would have been Sam's sperm the whole time and, but not her eggs. Cause even her eggs aren't viable. Um, so oh, like even like a, sur- yeah, a surrogate would be an egg donor. So I think that was one of the other reasons why they originally were like, no, let's not do it. Um, yeah. I feel like it would be better to have like a kid that's neither of yours in that situation than like one that like basically he has with somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of conversation to have. So Sam is very much like, ah, we already said no. And also like, this is your assistant. And like, that's like super weird and everything like that. And then Abby at one point is like, well, I mean, it's not like you'd have to have sex with her. And he's like, I, I understand that. That's not like what I'm saying. My problem with this is. Um, and like Abby like will not drop it. And like Sam's like 
37 at this point i think so he's definitely like he's got his own clock ticking and so he finally caves and is like well let's like check her out he's like i'll let's we'll go to dinner and i'll meet her so they go to dinner and then he's like okay like we'll check her references and like her medical history so he does the medical history stuff abby checks the references so calls the roommate and calls her mom um and something had happened at the baby shower with like a yankees or red sox hat honestly i don't know but it's like very much like one of the teams and like born and bred blah 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 blah. and then when she's talking to the mom the mom says something and like in the back of Abby's mom, mind, she's like, something is like weird here. And then like after she gets off the call, she realizes what Monica has said about how she's like born and raised a Yankees fan or whatever doesn't go with like how the mom just said that she was born in Tallahassee or whatever it is. But instead uh, of, weird. Yeah. Instead of Abby being like, huh, red flag or at like best case yellow flag, like maybe let's follow up and ask some questions. She decides to ignore it. She's not going to tell Sam about it. It's fine. Like she calls, she like meets the roommate, I think they like meet for coffee or something like that. Everything is like peachy keen. So she's like, oh, I'm just not overthinking it. And it's like, no, you're not. Something's going wrong here. Something, something is off. Trust your gut. Yeah. And so, but she wants this baby so bad. She is ignoring every single flag that is being like waved in her face. So they decide to go through with it. Sam is like still like not loving the idea of it like it's not like his like favorite idea but basically kind of what wins him over is abby is like she plays on the fact that he doesn't want to be an old dad like she literally just like pulls at his heartstrings and it's like we could have a baby rude in 10 months nine months whatever she was like we could potentially have a baby in like under a year versus if we go through try for an adoption she was like it could be like another two plus years and he's like you know he's staring down 40 so he's like okay yeah fine so they go through with it like they go to the doctor um and then like and the doctor is even like kind of weird like i feel like this is like common enough of a thing and they live in like a big like they live in like new york or something like that like they're not in like some podunk town um but they like explain the situation to the doctor and the doctor's like okay like that's kind of weird and it's like well the parents it's would kinda, not it's pretty normal yeah parents would probably want to be there with the for the doctor appointments all that stuff but whatever um and so monica gets pregnant on the first try with the, the implanting works for the very first time everything is going great um and then like weird things kind of start to happen like abby um is like convinced that the appointment is at two o'clock she like, has it on her calendar uh, the appointment was actually at one o'clock so she misses the appointment sam was there he made it um and she's like no like i swear it was at two o'clock and sam's like it's always been at one o'clock monica's like it's also at one o'clock like i saw you put it like and they look at the calendar on her phone and one o'clock and abby's mm-hmm. like i swear it was two okay and then like monica also apparently like loves math like was actually like a math major um so like her and sam totally hit it off talking like nerdy math jokes and stuff and like sam's just so excited because he's like oh my gosh someone to talk math with and monica or abby is like okay weird um monica starts calling sam sammy and at one point abby's like i thought you hated that nickname i don't like any of this yeah and sam's like i mean i don't hate it like i don't know he's like and the whole time like all these things are happening and abby keeps being like why are you being so polite to her and he's like well she's carrying our child so like i don't know like do you want like i should i be rude to her like and they had like a whole contract 
drawn up right that like it is their baby monica has to give them the baby this that the other thing like they get lawyers involved like so it's it's all that's all in the up and up and everything like that okay that's good at least yeah some so, people go like the sketchy way where they're like no it's fine we agreed it's yeah. like no mm-hmm. no yeah that was when sam was like we're having it like fully in writing and like um they i don't think they can like they're necessarily like dictating exactly like what she can eat but like prenatals all that all the science the medical stuff um they also had agreed that once monica started showing uh that she would quit her job because they were like this could like get really bad for abby the fact that she may have swindled or coerced her assistant into getting pregnant Uh, but that never makes it into the contract so monica starts to show and before she was like hiding it really really well now she's like wearing maternity tops that are like very obviously showing off her like uh, no. growing belly um and people are taking notice and then like hr gets involved it's this whole thing like abby almost loses her job um and then she like isn't able to sleep anymore like she's like having a hard time sleeping and she's forgetting all kinds of things like she forgot an entire meeting with a client like they had like an 8 a.m meeting she was supposed to present all this stuff completely forgot about it and then goes into it has the wrong slide deck um monica saves the day and now denise is like okay abby like think, like at this point denise knows that I, th- I think at this point she knows either way she was like you're slipping you got baby on the brain like monica's doing great and that's kind of really all it is like she's basically denise is like oh like i'm kind of disappointed in you like but monica's doing well and abby is like oh my gosh even monica's taking like i'm not even the protege anymore like she's giving everything to her and it's like well not really but so like abby just absolutely starts to like spiral like she starts to like question everything about like monica like she's trying to steal her husband and then she keeps saying that like she's like well the baby's not even mine like she says it to sam one time she's like well it's your baby and he's like it's our baby like just because it's like Oh, because they also decided to use Monica's egg because Monica and Abby look really similar. So they Yeah, but there's like reasons that you don't do that though. And this is exactly one of them. Like the surrogate usually has a donation egg too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, but they decided because like they both have like the long hair, the similar builds and like that. So they're like, at least it would like kind of look like her. Um, But yeah, so no, Abby is like, is Monica like trying to like steal my husband? Are they having an affair? Like what's going on? Um, she tells her friend Stacy, who also works there, like some of it, but also doesn't tell her some things. Um, then she fails a drug test for meth at work. Um, and that's really when things really start to spiral. Oh, yeah. The entire, the very kickoff of this book, I probably should have explained it. The very first like page is um, Monica is being, or no, Abby, Abby the mom, uh, is being uh, questioned by the police for murder. And she's like, I didn't kill anybody. I don't think I did. And like Sam is in the interrogation room, like what? I don't like I don't know if I trust. That was yeah, that was the first page. I completely forgot to even say that. This is a good time to say it because it builds. But yeah, so now you know she has meth in her urine. She is confusing dates, times. She's losing chunks of time. Like she cannot sleep. Like suspected of murder. Yeah, she is absolutely like yeah. The police think that she has murdered somebody. Her lawyer is telling her to plea out and take 15 years. Like, what? Yeah. So like even like her lawyer and they have like a good defense lawyer. Like they spent a lot of money on this guy. Even he is like, no, like you're not getting out of this one. They have way too much evidence against you. And so, yeah. So then it all kind of just starts to go. I read this book in probably like 
two or three sittings because yeah same thing like yours we're like i i need to know like what is gonna happen uh like is it monica and sam like are they in cahoots together is it something like totally else like is because the whole time sam kept being like in the beginning i guess maybe not the whole time but like you know abby would be like have these concerns and he'd be like well i mean like we checked her out like we checked her references like i'm just being nice like this is normal um because like he keeps making he's able to make it to like the appointments because like he has a more like a job that's like easier for him to move things around i guess And monica tells him the right appointment times (laughs) there's that yeah that helps a lot um and then like sometimes like they grab coffee afterwards and like he like didn't mention anything to abby the first time or the one time maybe it was only one time um and like she calls him out on it and he was like yeah i probably should have but like i didn't want you to be worried and she's like i don't want you to do it again and he's just like okay i won't like you're right he was even as i was doing it he was like i realized it was kind of odd he was like it just kind of like happened and then i didn't know what to do and like She's carrying our baby, and that's when Abby's like, like you're supposed baby. to treat it like a professional relationship, basically. Like, yeah, not yeah. like a close friendship because yeah. then things get weird. Yeah, especially like it's right if it's the like, oh, this is my sister carrying my child. Like, then sure, that's different. That's familial. It's not that's like fine. Yeah, this is like a contract with the person. Yeah, so uh, it all starts going. Um, I kept going back and forth because they had. Author had me hooked. I was convinced it was one way. I was convinced that these certain people were in on it and they could not be trusted and everything was wrong. Um, but then something would happen and I was like, okay, maybe maybe they're not in on it. I don't mm-hmm. know who to trust. But then you're like, well, it really is Abby even trustworthy? Like, maybe she shouldn't even be having this baby. Like, can she have a baby? I don't like, I don't know. It went around and around. I think overall I gave it. I think I gave it like four, four and a half out of five uh, because it is frustrating that so like Sam and Abby have been married for like 10 years and how quickly he starts questioning her and not listening was really annoying. Like instantly he like takes Monica's side in some things and is like, well, you have been acting really weird instead of being like, why? Like when she like failed the drug test for meth, he was like, of course you're on meth. And it's like, you've known this woman for 10 years. You're not gonna like not no, there's yeah. one part of your mind that's like interesting. Has she been on meth? I wonder. Right. Like he instantly like believes it and like starts like looking for like things and is like trying to get like a court order to maybe say like she can have the baby because she can't be trusted. Like it he could have been better. He could have been a lot better of a husband in this situation. And that's why I get stuck because it just didn't feel I mean, I'm sure that could happen in real life, right? Like, obviously, like, spouses are going to start questioning things. But I feel like for how much, like, in love they're supposed to be and, like, he let their best friends and he knows everything about her, all of that stuff, like, how they, like, built that all out for then him to just be like, oh, yep, she's on drugs. Okay. Instantly. Yeah, it's like a quick turnaround. Yeah, like, instantly accepts it as a thing. It's like, okay, weird. Um, but, yeah, I mean, otherwise, still really good. I'll give another one. I'll give her another try because yeah, like I didn't like that first book I read, her book, but that was also a short story or like a more of a novella, I think. So that might have been why it might need a full length book of hers to be good. This mm-hmm. author to actually be able to like it's harder to write like a very short story, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I think it really is. Yeah, because you got to get a lot of things. Like we got to get a lot of character development. We got to get a lot more stuff done in a very short amount of time. And you can't give a lot of like background info. Mm-hmm. Like there's no building, like world building. Like you just you're there. 
exactly yeah so i'll definitely give this author another try because there's another one that's out that i was actually going to do uh but it's a new release and my library didn't have it um or maybe it comes out like in the next week i don't know uh but it sounds really freaking good so i'm definitely going to try that one and see so yeah nice stoked to be doing a thriller again psychological thriller specifically because oh my gosh they're so fun even though i know there's gonna be twists and turns and i know i'm gonna guess it and probably get it wrong Ugh, still so good but the thing is like i think a lot of times with psychological thrillers i guess it and i'm right like too early yeah. so like i feel like both of our books this time though it was like i really truly in mind like i was like okay it's got to be this person like there's a ton of stuff going on mm-hmm. right there's so many different characters and everyone has their own like weird little dramas happening and i'm like oh that makes sense they're suspicious and i'm like wait a minute no back up <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. now that i know more information <laughs> i'm less suspicious <laughs> yeah i feel yeah i feel like great i think both of these books did a good job where we weren't quite sure because yeah that is the sucky part when you read a lot of psychological thrillers and you can start to guess it and then you're right mm-hmm. and i'm like i guess that like halfway through i sh- like and everyone's i changed my mind that's the other one at least right. like let me guess it and then freaking red herring me into like giving up my my line my line of thought you know yeah for sure but nice yeah well great picks then for october um i know coming up our next episode after this i mean obviously we have a mini but uh basically a halloween episode the day before yeah. halloween spooky Ooh, scary yeah, everyone come back. Until then, we're on the socials. It's in the past your bedtime on TikTok and Instagram and IIPYB underscore pod at Twitter X, X Twitter. Twitter slash X. Yeah. X Twitter. I don't know. Whichever. Y'all know what we're talking about. At work, we've started referring to it as X, formerly Twitter. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. X, formerly known as Twitter. Like Prince, yep. formerly known as Prince or whatever. Exactly. Perfect. So that's where you can find us until then. And yeah, we'll talk to everyone later. Bye, everyone. Bye.